but add a blessing to the reading of his word and sanctified in our hearts that we may grow thereby. I want to use as a subject using these passages of scripture from misery to mercy. From misery. Touch somebody, tell them he brought me from misery to mercy. You may be seated. Is it possible to be judged or treated according to your situation or condition in life? And of course, that's a rhetorical question. The answer is already known as being yes. People do it all the time. They'll judge you according to your condition, your situation. They'll judge you according to how much money is in your pocket. Yeah. Sad. However true, people will not only judge you or determine your worth, but if the condition or situation is bad enough or if it's long enough, meaning if you go through it for a long time, people will start writing you off. Yeah, they'll consider you to be a liability. And what's worse, they might even start ignoring you, act like as though you're not even there. You can be in pain. Yeah, you could be destitute. You could be almost to a point where you're going to break and they will ignore you. They've seen you suffer. And notice what I'm saying. They've seen you. They've watched you. But they've done nothing really about your situation, nothing to help the audacity of those who take it upon themselves to determine who is insignificant or who is significant. Church folk do it all the time. Yeah, I thought I'd just throw that in. Church folk do it all the time. It's not just another characteristic of the world, but I've discovered that it's something that's well stated that the church has started doing. That there's no quarter given, no mercy is shown. The world seems to be witnessing increasing levels of violence, and hatred, fear, anxiety. These are the days that we're living in, and like in the world, for some reason, these things have come into the house of God. Fear, hatred. Envy, strife, confusion. The Bible says when you find those things in my house, there's every evil work going on too. In my house, among my children, where there's no quarter shown, we have no mercy, no compassion. He can messiah for hours, but we have no mercy. You're not going to like me today. No compassion. It seems like it's wishful thinking almost to be able to sit among family of believers and you would expect them to immediately pray because they're discerning 
perhaps because they're sensitive in the spirit. I know my sister's going through, and immediately they would start interceding for me. Immediately. Lean on somebody and say, immediately. Yeah, because it is also true that whatever God gives me is not just for me, it's for you. And my question is, how can we sit next to each other in church and sense something is going on and you don't even take time to say a prayer? You don't have to be all deep. All you have to do is say, Lord, bless her. Lord, strengthen her. But instead, things like this come out your mouth, Lord, what's wrong with her? <laughs> Lord, move her away from me. Yeah. Some of you even pray like the publican. Lord, I'm not like him. I'm grateful that I'm not going through what he's going through. And we need to come to a place where we exemplify the Lord. He is our father after all. And it seems like it doesn't matter anymore. But I've, I've risen today to let you know mercy matters more now than ever. There's a spirit of misery. It's a spirit. Misery is a spirit. I say again, misery is a spirit. Where there's so much suffering and wanting. And it results in a physical condition or even extreme poverty. It's, it's a spirit that would bind you financially, bind you spiritually. It is the kind of spirit that will try to muffle your praise suffocate you yeah where you're panting and trying to grasp air it's that spirit trying to choke that praise out of you trying to make your life miserable yeah I'm talking to the people of God today it's time to break that spirit and come to the conclusion that God has so much more for me doesn't have to be like this I don't know who I'm talking to but I'm talking to you lean on somebody tell them it doesn't have to be like this in the 60s of the first century AD the believers in Rome were treated cruelly by the populace they were suffering persecution to the point where anyone who claimed to know the Lord, anyone who claimed to have a relationship with him, anyone that was discovered during that time, if you have the Holy Ghost, they would go out of their way to make you suffer. It's the truth. There were laws written back then to prohibit you. This is why many times the people of God couldn't even build the temple. They couldn't really have church like we have it today. And I'm wondering how our relationship with the Lord would be if we had to deal with some of the things they had to deal with. Could you imagine having church in the cemetery among the dead? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Yeah, right in the tombs while the dead were sleeping, they were praising God, singing praises among the dead because they were not allowed to come together in a place like this they were treated cruelly and tortured and put to death by Nero and according to the tradition among the Christian martyrs in Rome during this decade 
Peter and Paul had already been slain. And one of the church leaders, Mark, was moved by the Holy Ghost to write this gospel. And he does it in prophetic anticipation. It is a pastoral response to pain. A pastoral response. Say it with me. A pastoral response to pain. And it would seem crazy. And just like today, a pastoral response to some of you, if you came into my office and told me what you were going through, my response would be pray. Yeah. Some would get upset. But it's a pastoral response, and it's really the remedy for most of what we're dealing with, prayer. Why is it that when the doctor prescribes the medicine, oftentimes you'll get the medicine and put it on the table and still complain about what's going on? You haven't taken the medicine. Prayer is good for the soul. Prayer. Say it with me, prayer. So the word of God was his medicine for their pain. The word you need the word you need the word you need the word it wasn't an insult it was the medicine for what was ailing them you need the word of God point at somebody I know it's rude point at them anyway and say you need the word of God yes because many were reaching for other things other ways to deal with what they were going through in life. And Mark says, you need the word of God. You need the gospel. So my intention, hallelujah, like Mark's intention was, was to encourage them and strengthen them. Strengthen the very foundations of their faith. To let them know that the word of God is true. Regardless of what you're going through, the word works. It works. The word of God is pure. It is true. It is powerful. Everything the word says about God's ability is true. The word is soothing to your soul. The word brings hope. The word of God brings strength. It brings healing and deliverance. Hallelujah. Going through in your house, walk through your house with the word. Put the word in the atmosphere. Troubling on job, walk through the office with the word. Put the word in the atmosphere. Tell somebody, put God's word in the atmosphere. Yeah, you think it's a joke? No, the word works. While people are cursing you out, put the word in the atmosphere. They could be cursing right at you, looking you in the face. Hallelujah. And put the word in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. God is my refuge and my strength of very present help in the time of trouble. Tap somebody, tell them, put the word in the atmosphere. Here, Mark, he doesn't, hallelujah, cut any corners. He goes right into the word. It is a gospel of action because it emphasizes what Jesus did rather than what he said talks about his ability to perform. He can do it. He will do it. Whatever you need Jesus to do, he will do. So, he would record in his writings 18 miracles, but only four parables. He didn't do too much or write too much, I just say, about what Jesus said out of his mouth. But he wanted us to know that Jesus can do whatever he says he can do. He was a servant son. 
Hallelujah. He was God in the flesh, but he was willing to serve those who were in need of his help. So in order to cut to the chase, Mark would omit all of the Jewish genealogies and birth narratives and go straight into what Jesus did. And he would simply say, here begins the gospel. And if you want to know, further understand that Jesus would be the face of mercy. Because there were many, just like many today, who needed a change, who needed something, some kind of relief, who needed the Lord to deliver. But they had already been ostracized by those who claimed to know God. And here was God in the flesh pulling them to his bosom, letting them know that I have a better way for you. Now that's mercy. I don't deserve it. And I know you're trying to plug race in there, but mercy is, hallelujah, the offspring of grace. You can't have grace without mercy, and you can't have mercy without grace. But mercy is that element that keeps me from receiving what I'm supposed to receive because I'm not worthy of what I'm asking him for. Hallelujah. I'm supposed to be like this because life dictates it, but mercy says, hallelujah, I'm going to change your situation. The Pharisees didn't like this. As a matter of fact, they were infuriated by this because Jesus would show mercy and spend time with those that others would not spend time with. They were not good enough. They were not of the same echelon. They, hallelujah, they had been declared unclean. They were Gentiles. They were not born with the same pedigree of those who claimed to have a monopoly on Jesus. Says it in the Gospels. Matthew records it and says when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Hallelujah. And when Jesus heard them asking this question, he says to them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are sick. Jesus told them, now you go and figure out what I just told you. Learn what this means. But the, and he goes further and says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Hallelujah. I don't care how much singing and shouting you do. I want to see some mercy among you. Hallelujah. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Mark begins by telling them what Jesus did. Hallelujah. He would spend time with those that nobody else wanted to spend time with. And he gave them an opportunity to live a better life. Society had already given up. They had written them off. They had put them in whatever category people put you in where they don't want to deal with you. They put you in a box and put you somewhere with a label. And every time they see you, instead of calling your name, they deal with you according to your situation. Hallelujah. They'll call you crazy. They'll call you broke. They'll say this, that, and the other. But look at somebody tell them, that's not my name. Hallelujah. And Jesus would deal with them everywhere he went. You could find Jesus talking to somebody that nobody else would talk to. Everywhere you went, doesn't matter what town, hallelujah, you went into, Jesus would be standing in the street 
talking to bag ladies and hallelujah talking to the cripple and lepers and whoever really trusted and believed on who he was their lives would be changed Mark recalls it on this occasion and says and they came to a place called Jericho as he went out of Jericho, his disciples and a, a great number of people, there, there was a blind man there by the name of Bartimaeus. Name simply means the son of Timaeus. Now there is debate going on about the, who this man really was. But many theologians go deeper into this and say because he was the son of Timaeus, it is possible that not only was Bartimaeus blind, but his daddy may have been blind also. So to add insult to injury, not only was he there sitting there begging, which indicates that he was not just going through physically, but socially he was suffering because he had to beg for money every day. So he's dealing with the physical condition and he's dealing with the financial condition. He is poor. Hallelujah. So he's dealing with poverty and he's dealing with the misfortune of being blind. And it is quite possible, but what he was dealing with was generational. Tap somebody and say generational. And I need to park the bus here for a few moments because uh, there are things perhaps that you have been dealing with that's generational. Hallelujah. And people treat you according to what they expect because of where you come from and who you have been attached to. Hallelujah. Even have convinced you to think that way and feel as though because daddy was, so will I be. Or because mama had cancer, I'm going to have cancer too. You even make that confession. Hallelujah. Every time you think about it, I'm going to be crazy because Uncle Joe was crazy. But touch somebody and say the devil is a liar. Yes, and I want you to know that just because they were, it does not mean that you will be. Tell them one more time for me, the devil is a liar. Yes, you see, I told you misery is a spirit. You know? Misery expects your offspring, hallelujah, to be just as miserable as the first one who had to deal with his misery. So it will even at times skip generations. It will come back and say, I had you before and I'll come and get you all over again. But the devil is alive. I hear the Holy Ghost say, I'm a generational God too. As a matter of fact, I formed the solace of every family. The solitude of every household is under my command. Hallelujah. I created blood and I can fix the blood any way I want to. As a matter of fact, I made it possible for you to have this change. I can break any fetter that holds your household. I'm, I'm that kind of God. So he's sitting there begging every day. He is blind and perhaps it is true what they feel that what he is dealing with is hereditary and there had to be something 
within him in his mind that made him feel hallelujah that if I can just hallelujah have an audience with Jesus everything will be all right I don't know how he heard about Jesus it's not in the text I don't know who told him about Jesus it's not in the text but what is in the text is hallelujah that when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was in town he started acting up hallelujah listen when you know God is around when you know the spirit of the Lord is around when you know Jesus is there that's when you act uh, it ain't time to sit there and look cute and primp yourself, fix your tie and look around to see who's looking at you. No, baby, you got to start acting up when you know Jesus is there. That's your opportunity for a change in your life. He was miserable. Born blind. His daddy was blind. Had to deal, hallelujah, with the taunting of those who expected him to stay the way that he was. There's blind Bartimaeus. He was labeled. They didn't just call him Bartimaeus. They called him blind Bartimaeus. Touch somebody again and tell him that's not my name. Hallelujah. It gets me upset when people try to label a child of God. And sometimes it's your fault. You give them the bullet to put in the gun because every time they see you, all you do is murmur and complain and talk about how bad it is. So they label you. What you need to do is take your focus off of who's around you and start acting up and get Jesus's attention. That's what it's all about when I come to church. I didn't come here for you to see me. I came here to get the Lord's attention. I didn't come here. I don't care about your perfume. I don't care about what you're wearing. I could care less about who brought you to church or the car you drove in. I don't care nothing about your uniform. It's pretty, but I don't need your uniform for what's ailing me. Hallelujah. I don't care anything about that. I need Jesus to, to do something in my life. Some of you aren't miserable enough. Hallelujah. To want to get God's attention. You, you act like everything is all right. Sitting on top of that mess. Dealing with the same old, same old. The devil has convinced you that you need to stay that way. Not me, baby. I want what God has for me. I'm tired of the same old, same old. Sick and tired of sitting around. If I know Jesus is here, I'm determined to get my breakthrough. I find somebody tell him I'm determined to get my breakthrough. Even if you're around people that don't want to see you bless, you better holler. Even if you're around people that don't like you and talking behind baby, you better holler. 
I don't mean, I don't mean holler my name. Even if you're sitting next to somebody, you know they don't want to speak to you, baby. You better make that phone call. You better, you better holler. Jesus. I'm not thinking about you. Jesus. I know you don't like me, but I need Jesus. He's the answer to my misery. Come on now. Come on and shout it out. Jesus. He was blind. He was poor. He was miserable. He couldn't even go to work. What kind of job can I work? I'm a blind man and people expect me to, to stay this way and I'm broke, I'm poor hallelujah, I've got a can in my hand hallelujah hallelujah they might drop money in it and they might not, I've got to depend on people to help me but if I can just get Jesus I don't want to stay like this I don't want to go back home like this hallelujah, I don't want to live like this anybody know what I'm talking about I don't want to live like this anymore I'm sick of this I'm tired of this I'm tired of hurting I'm, I'm tired of feeling the shame I'm tired of resigning myself to a situation I have nothing to do with I had no power over this I have no control over this and the devil wants me to accept it but I don't want this anymore I only want what Jesus has for me Father, somebody and tell him the only thing I want is what Jesus has for me come on scream at somebody talk to him like you're telling him off and tell him the only thing I want here's what Jesus has for me I'm just tired I'm not, have you ever been sick and tired tired of being tired sick of being sick hallelujah have you ever been so troubled about your trouble that you're ready to kick it through the door have you ever been there in your mind when you're tired of the thoughts that are invading your mind I'm tired of the spirit it's not just the problem, but it's the spirit I've got to deal with. I need a break. I need a relief. I need restoration. I need a door open. Open up your mouth and say, Jesus. Oh, I feel like preaching in this place. Shake somebody's hand in the temple and tell them if you only knew what I've been dealing with. I'm not going to tell you all my business, but I've got some.
some struggles and there's a spirit trying to mess with my house spirit of misery trying to invade my thoughts even while I'm praising God that spirit tries to push me back into what's going on in my life hallelujah but I've come to this conclusion I know Jesus is here hallelujah and I'm going to try Jesus hallelujah look at your neighbor say I'm going to try Jesus this morning I don't know what you're going to do I don't know what you're dealing with but I'm tired of holding this can I'm tired of being labeled I'm tired of begging for prayer I'm tired of depending on people to pray for me I'm going to call on Jesus for myself oh I feel like running in here somebody run for me while I finish preaching somebody run around the temple and while you're running say Jesus Jesus, 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 thank you for He said, Jesus, 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 Son of David, mercy. Have mercy on me, Jesus. I can't take it no more, Jesus. I can't deal with this anymore, Jesus. I'm tired of the pain, Jesus. I'm tired of this heavy burden, Jesus. I need a miracle Jesus I need a breakthrough Jesus have mercy 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 I don't want to die like this I don't want to lose my mind I'm not going out like this your neighbor and said neighbor you don't have a clue to what I'm going through but let me say this I'm not going out like that no the devil is a liar no he's got too much power to leave me like this put your arms around your neighbor and say neighbor he is mercy and he won't leave you like that come on tell him what I said he won't leave you like that tell your neighbor did you hear what I said he won't leave you not like that did you hear me I won't leave you like that I'm too good 
Hallelujah. I'm too faithful. I'm too powerful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in the heard him. Oh, I feel like preaching in here. When they heard him hollering, he was acting out, yo. And sometimes when you come to church, you gotta act out. Kick and scream if you have to. I'm desperate. I'm miserable. And I need a change. But when you're sitting around unsensitive people, they have no compassion. Hallelujah. They'll look at you like, Hallelujah, what are you doing all that screaming for? Why are you acting like that? Look back at him and say, because I need a miracle. I'm tired of this. I need a breakthrough. I'm tired of this. And if you don't want to hear it, put some cotton in your ear. Because I feel like hollering. I love. I don't have time to whisper. I don't have time to write a note. I want God to hear my voice. And I'm going to holler. Holler, holler, holler. Holler, holler, holler. 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 I said hello. Holler. Don't holler just from your mouth, but holler from your soul. Holler. Scream from your soul. Scream from your belly. Scream out of your pain. Scream out of your difficulty. I gotta get his attention. But they told him to shut up. Shut up all that noise. Stop making all that noise. But when he, when they told him to shut up, he started screaming even more. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I refuse to shut up. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to turn it up. You want me to shut up, but I'm going to turn it up. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, you might want me to shut up, but I need a breakthrough. I'm getting ready to turn it up in here. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Uh, hey, hey, hey. 
Something about that name. Hey, God. Jesus. Jesus. Call his name till you feel a tingle in your soul. Jesus. Call his name till you feel joy like a river spilling out over your soul. Jesus. Call his name to the demons that have been raging in your life. Sit down at your feet. Jesus. Call his name until peace fills your mind. Jesus. Call that name until healing floods your body. Jesus. 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 Y'all ain't saying nothing. Jesus. I found your neighbor. Tell him, call him, call him. Holla. Holla, sister. Holla, brother. You know what you need. You better holler in here. Trying to be cute. Even if you drool while you say it. Holla. Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Mercy on me. I know I don't deserve it, but don't let me stay like this. I know I'm the least of all of them, but don't let me stay like this. Touch somebody one more time and tell them he won't let you stay like that. I feel a change coming. I said, I feel a change coming. He started hollering. And the next verse says, And Jesus stood still. Hallelujah. Every time I read that, I feel like dancing in the house. Jesus stood still. Thank you, Father. I got up this morning to tell somebody in here that the Lord said, I'm going to bring you from your misery into my mercy. But you got to call my name. You got to praise me. You got to shout it out. And I'll stand still. I'll spin around and I'll deal with your situation. Thank you, Father. Listen to what Jesus said. He stood still. Touch your neighbor. Say, He stood still. 
That means Bartimaeus did something that the Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't do. He got God's attention. And when Jesus stood still, it went from Bartimaeus calling Jesus' name to Jesus calling his name. Oh my God. Do you understand what worship is? Hey God. When you call him enough, it switches from you calling his name to him calling your name. That's a love affair. He knows my name. If I call him long enough, he'll start calling my name. Hallelujah. You don't get the miracle when you call his name. You get the miracle when he calls your name. Because whatever comes out of his mouth cannot return unto him, Lord. I need his name to get his attention. But when he calls my name, everything changes in my life. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to call Jesus long enough for him to start calling your name. Thank you, Father. Come on in there. Hey, God. Jesus said, come over here, boy. And everybody standing around him said, Jesus is calling you. And when he found out that Jesus was calling his name, he took off his garment. Now let me tell you about the garment. The garment signified his life and his condition. Back in those days, in order for people to know that you were blind, it was certain color of a certain type of garment you would wear. So when people saw you, they would say, that's a blind man or that's a leper. Hallelujah. But when he found out that Jesus was calling his name, he got up and he threw off his garment. The garment was what people put on him. I want you refuge. Take off everything that people put on you and run to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, whatever people put on you, God said, take it off right now and run to Jesus. Run, baby, run and get your miracle. Thank you, Lord. And when he got to Jesus, hey, God, what I love about this verse, it does not say that anybody had to help him get to Jesus. He was blind. How did he know how to get to him? I submit to you 
The only way you can get to Jesus, he's got to help you himself. He's got to get you there. And when he got there, Jesus said, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want to see. I can see. I've been blind. My daddy's blind. And people expect me to stay blind. I need a miracle. I'm miserable like this. I'm sick of this. Thank you, Father. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately, I feel an immediate blessing in the temple. I feel immediate change in the atmosphere. He received his sight and followed Jesus. I came to tell somebody. God told me to tell you. I'm going to bless you now. But I want you to know you can't just follow me for the blessing. But even after I bless you, you got to still follow me. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want you to know I don't just want the blessing, but I want the one that blesses me. I want the whole package. I don't just want to be healed, but I want the healer. I don't just want to be delivered. I want the deliverer. I don't just want a way to be made, but I want the way maker. I want Jesus. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. Say yeah. I feel like preaching. Get somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, he's going to bring you from misery to mercy.